Hello, 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 Boss Babes. Welcome to our other series of mini-sodes featuring Boss Babes in the Ottawa Valley and Lanark County that go beyond entrepreneurs and business owners. We are recognizing role models, activists, corporate leaders, and working professionals who are breaking barriers, sparking important conversations, and championing for change. We want to be inclusive and embrace those that are making an impact, are changing their communities, and are bringing awareness to topics that sometimes have the potential to generate controversy. Because ambitious and powerful boss babes aren't just making waves in the entrepreneurship world, and they too need to be heard. Now let's kickstart the conversation. Welcome to Boss Babe Corner. When you first visit Perth, Ontario, you just might fall in love. With tons of Boss Babe owned businesses and boutiques, there is plenty to pack into a weekend. Shop for locally made hats and fascinators, apparel, artwork, and fine crafts. You'll love the variety of clothing and accessories found here from both Canadian and international designers. Visit our breweries and distillery to try local flavors. Then enjoy a freshly prepared meal on a patio or get it to go and dine picnic style in the gorgeous Stewart Park located in the heart of town. Discover pop-up entertainers as you stroll through the streets. Spend the night in one of the many fabulous accommodations available. Then devote the next day to exploring. See the sights of town by following one of our walking tours or rent a kayak and paddleboard to traverse the town by water. Cap off your stay by pampering yourself at a salon or spa. A beautiful weekend adventure is waiting for you in Perth, Ontario. Visit perth.ca forward slash tourism to start planning your trip today. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Boss Babe Corner. March is National Social Worker Month and this year the theme for that is the time is right for social work. So we at OB Boss Babes are taking the time to learn more about the positive contributions of this profession, the endless areas of services they provide, and celebrating social workers in our communities. The first social worker I am meeting has experience working with individuals and families counseling a variety of challenges, including sexual trauma, anxiety, depression, divorce, addictions, and grief. She is a registered social worker with the College of Social Workers and Social Service Workers, is a counselor, entrepreneur, board member, and writer. Please welcome Haley Bowes of Aruma. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, really honored to be asked. Oh, fantastic, Haley. Well, no pressure. Our first registered social worker of the month. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself, Haley. I want to get to know you a little bit more. Um, I've been, uh, I have two children um, uh, in a long-term relationship. I have a stepson um, living uh, locally in the community and um, I started, I guess, my journey in social work probably long before I realized I was headed that way. Um, but I've been doing, I've had a private practice for about, oh, almost uh, six or seven years now. Um, prior to that, I was with uh, the Children's Aid Society. I was with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Um, and prior to that, I had lots of other fun life experiences, lots of traveling and uh, lots of time in the service industry. And now I'm here. I've landed in Perth about 15 years ago. 
<laughs> oh, well, Perth is a beautiful area. Yes, I love yes. it so much. I wish I was closer so I could visit there more. I have to get out maybe more this summer and, and venture out there to see what there all is because yeah, it's great. Lanner County is, a, is great. It's a great it county. Perth a great community. Yeah, it's growing and we've got lots mm-hmm. of people uh, moving there too. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You'll have to come. Come. I do. So Haley, when did you first realize that you wanted to pursue this career path? Like after graduating uh, college or university, where did you see yourself working? Um, well, my first time around, I didn't, um, like when I was 19 or 18 or 19, when I originally went, I actually was going to go into social work and I chose a different path, um, which I'm glad I did at the time. Because uh, I feel like for me, just speaking for myself personally, I needed to have the life experiences that I had uh, throughout my childhood and, and uh, youth and then 20s before I was ready, I think fully ready to step into um, this type of career. I needed some, uh, I needed some awareness and uh, sort of unpack my, my personal white privilege and uh, work through some of my own traumas and things like that before I, before I felt personally ready to uh, hold space for others to do that. So it wasn't until my late twenties, maybe when I was 30, early thirties that I really um, stepped into social work. I feel like the type of people that step into social work have certain personalities. They're very patient. They're very understanding. Um, My sister is a social worker and she's always um, the devil's advocate. She's always the one that is listening to both sides of the story. Um, She's very comprehensive in terms of, you know, getting all the facts in before immediately jumping to conclusions. And I feel like the more social workers I meet have that kind of mentality and personality. Would you say that's right? I I would have to agree. I I actually, I I hope they would. the, the real gift I get from my career is that I get to see people. I get to really see people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I really get to see them and people are really, as Bernie Brown would say, people are really hard to hate close up. So it's it, <laughs> the, the deeper um, you get to know people, um, the more understanding you become and the more compassionate you become. So Haley, you specialize specifically in working with individuals on trauma healing, and that's one area of your practice I'd like to focus on today. Yeah. So what does trauma look like? Well, trauma um, really is disconnection from yourself. That's what trauma is. And um, trauma happens to everybody. So sometimes when people, we hear the word trauma, we think um, war, we think murder, we think sexual exploitation, but actually trauma happens to everybody. <laughs> it isn't, it isn't always these, these massive things. So I will have people, you know, clients come in and, and compare traumas. Well, I, yeah, but I didn't have it as bad as so-and-so. And I really encourage people not to do that because we've all experienced trauma because trauma are really um, unmet needs. It's trauma is the shame and the pain of unmet needs that live within us. And what are the three main types of trauma? Uh, For me, well, there's emotional trauma. I'd say there's more, there's emotional trauma, there's physical trauma, there's sexual trauma. And one thing that I remember my sister talking to me about, I, Mm -hmm. I can't remember where the conversation was or what the topic was, but we talked about the five stages of grief and trauma. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really realize about all these steps and, um, you know, because we go through the waves of emotion when something happens Mm -hmm. to us, but there is a process and stages that we go through. So can you kind of share with everybody about what those are? 
Yeah. So for me, the way, the way that I, that when I work in trauma is quite often when um, individuals are coming in, they, they're, they're disconnected from the trauma. So it's, or they assume because it happened a long time ago, it no longer affects them. So my sort of how my practice works is so if you and I were to come in and start a session, I really do start at the beginning and we unpack your whole story. Yeah. Because the first thing you have to do is you have to own it. You have to own that there was trauma and you have to accept there was, which acceptance is the last stage of the grieving process. But you have to, you have to get there and sort of unpack it because we think trauma isn't something we can fix. It's something that we can, that can be held, that can be healed, that can be loved, but it has to be acknowledged. Um, so I go through a lot of that work. I do a lot of inner child um, healing. Uh, we do, I work with inner child meditations, things like that, because a lot of times we also feel like, okay, I'm 25 now, I'm 30 now, I'm 35 now. Why would something that happened when I was five affect me now? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I explained to people, your life's a book, right? You don't get to take out chapter two and three. Otherwise there's gaps. You can't get to the end of the story. Mm -hmm. um, so it's so important to do all that work. And that's why trauma healing is so, it, for me, it's just, it's crucial mm -hmm. um, because trauma is something it's not necessarily something that happened to us. It's, it's, it's what happens inside of us as a result of what happened to us. So it affects those things that happened when we were five, when we were 12, when we were 18, when we were, they, they will affect you until you do the work. And it's brave. It's courageous work to go back and heal trauma because you have to unpack some gross stuff sometimes and yucky stuff. Um, that's why I think it's really important to find a counselor, or a psychotherapist, or someone that you trust um, that you can do that work with. That's so true, Haley. You touched on some mm -hmm. really good points there. And mm -hmm. um, for my listeners that are listening, you know, trying to relate to what could be a traumatic event in their mm -hmm. life, and I'm always very open with my listeners. Um, so mm -hmm. one of the things that recently well, not so recently happened to me. It was about uh, six or seven months ago. I went through a, a second trimester miscarriage, right? And so when I went through my traumatic experience, you know, I first went through the denial, you know, no, it's not happening. It can't be happening to me. It only yeah. like, this only happens to a friend of a friend. Other and people. Then, yep. And then there was the anger. Oh my gosh. Like everything. I'm just splashing down everything down the toilet. This I, why now, why is this happening to me? This is not mm -hmm. fair. And then there's bargaining, right? Like maybe, maybe it's not actually happening. Maybe, maybe yep. there might be, um, you know, maybe they didn't, maybe there actually is a heartbeat. Maybe there, mm -hmm. there is some hope. Then there's the depression about it. Woe is me. I'm upset. I'm coming to grasp and into terms of what happened. And then there's finally the acceptance of, okay, this happened to me. I understand what happened. And now I can kind of talk about my feelings, connect with other women and move on. And one of the biggest things that happened, sorry, one of the biggest things that helped me and my husband get through it was speaking to a counselor. And I actually, um, you know, you always think about seeing a counselor is that you need counseling for something in your life, whether it be, um, you know, emotional healing or a traumatic experience. And you never think like, okay, well, miscarriage, like, what am I going to talk to my counselor about? It was the most helpful thing because both myself and my husband dealt with, um, dealt with this passing very differently. And it was really great to be able to see where he was coming from. He was able to see where I was coming from. And we were able to have a mediator to explain that to both of us, to be able to help us move on. And so when I talk about, when I talk to other women about seeing a counselor and what they could do for you, it could be anything. And that's just one experience that, um, that really Absolutely. helped shape us. And we were able to move on from. 
I'm so happy to hear that you reached out for that. And it sounds like you really hit the uh, grieving process in the best, like you hit it head on and did it all. Cause those really are the five, because you're grieving a loss. You're grieving, you're grieving a picture. So as humans, we get a picture in our mind of what things are supposed to be and how they're supposed to turn out. And when we get pregnant and everything's going well, it's supposed to be this way. And when, when life throws you a curveball and it's not that way, there's a huge grieving process to go through and your trauma does need to be held and it needs to be heard and it needs to be validated. And I'm so happy to hear you and your husband did that um, because what that will do is make you, it, it helps with uh, building, just building your insides, building yourself up in case in the event when you not in the event, we all, we, we hit traumatic events all the time, but better apt and prepared, right. Mm -hmm. For how the next one comes and how we're going to deal with it. Um, yeah, because that's been an experience that has happened to you. It doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. You've healed it. It's something that's happened to you. So your body may even have little trauma responses as you've go, been going through this pregnancy. Um, yeah. Cause that's it's our, our body's our body stores trauma. So it's also to be aware of those things like, okay, what's happening right now? Is this a trauma response? Mm -hmm. And you can talk yourself down from it. Okay. It's because my body's been here before and went through this before. And it's, it's afraid it's having a, it's having a reaction. Exactly. Yeah. I've referred mm -hmm. to it as PTSD and yeah. you're absolutely right, Haley. Like mm -hmm. this pregnancy has been so different than my last yeah. two pregnancies because um, now I kind of am worried for the unknown or what what could mm -hmm. happen. And mm -hmm. so, which is, you know, obviously so different than someone who's never experienced it, but yeah. I've learned in my healing process that yeah. it was almost a perp, like my purpose, this was my purpose to learn through this, to be able to be an advocate and voice for other women who might not feel comfortable enough to come forward or, or vocally share that they've went through something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, so that has been my recovery experience, but I know everybody has a story and everyone has gone I, through something different. I love that you share your story, um, because I think it's other people's stories that heal. We collectively heal as, uh, as, as community, that's you how humanity heals. And I feel like there's just, we have so many walls up, particularly women with one another. So mm -hmm. I love working with women. I work with men too, but I do love working with women and I love, um, I love creating healthy relationships between women too. I think it's really important and that we should, we should share more, a lot more. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. feel like we're, we're living in the right time mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. than ever where we are feeling more comfortable sharing and it's becoming more socially acceptable. Um, Absolutely. On social media, you know, having these conversations in person versus back, you know, when our, our moms were our age, you know, that was just so taboo. Oh, absolutely. I, and not to take away from your story, but to add to it, I actually did experience a, a miscarriage in my second trimester for my first child. Oh, no way. Well. I'm yeah. so sorry. And, oh, thank you. And I'm sorry, for, I'm sorry that you had that experience too. But and why I'm sharing that is because you really nailed it. I didn't even know. Nobody even talked to me about the possibility of miscarriage. Nobody, I, I was, I carried shame mm -hmm. for that. And all of a sudden, then women started coming out of the woodwork, you know, mothers of friends of mine. Well, I had, a, I'm like, what you had, a, why didn't anyone, yeah. you know, I had an aunt who shared that she had missed. I'm like, I just felt like I was, it, it was wild. Why is nobody sharing these stories? Yeah. Yeah. Why is, why aren't women sharing these stories? Yeah. It would have been, um, I think it's helpful to know these things happen. It is. And now you yeah. and I just connected by learning yeah. that now mm -hmm. that we have something that we share in mm -hmm. common, although it's a club that we don't want to be a mm -hmm. part of, but now this is, yeah, no, it's that. not. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And I, I understand that I understand the trauma response because when I um, did get pregnant with my son, uh, it was different. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was not, uh, I actually found myself till I got in um, for a little bit canceling, a little bit disconnected from the pregnancy, a little bit afraid to, to get too close to it, if that makes sense. I completely understand. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Haley, you and I could probably go on yeah. for another hour <laughs> yeah. about this. Yes, and- we could. We could change the subject now. Yes, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. no, but thank you for sharing that with mm-hmm. me. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So next, I want to specifically talk about Aruma Services, which mm-hmm. provides counseling and psychotherapy and coaching services. But in mm-hmm. February of 2021, you and Bobby yeah. McDougall, you guys announced the initial transition of Aruma, which shifted to focus on mental and emotional health services. So before we get into that, though, I do want to make sure that we do acknowledge Bobby McDougall. And if you could share with her um, who she is and what involvement she had. Oh, Bobby is a um, just an entire just a light. She is she's hard to describe Bobby. I will just say follow her and um, meet her and book a session with her. That's I'll leave it there because she's it'd be too long to describe what a wonderful person she is. I had the the honor and the gift of being um, her business partner. Um, well, we call it Bobby and I call it Aruma 1.0. Um, well, we had Aruma uh, in Lanark, our, our center there, and we were in our fifth year, I think, and um, COVID hit. And with COVID, we weren't able to run, I'd say, about 75% of our services just to, due to all the restrictions. Um, and it was coming up to Christmas of that year, and it really wasn't uh, fun. I don't know how else to describe, to describe it. Running a business in COVID isn't fun. So um, my heart's really go out and compassion go out to any business owner. Um over the past two years. And we sat down together um, just in the new year of that year, 2021, I guess. And we just looked at each other and said, this is not what we signed up for. Um, this is not what Aruma is. It just, it, it changed. And we weren't able to offer the things that we were before in the ways that we wanted to. Um, and we decided then to make a decision before we were forced to make a decision in any way um that we would let that dream go and um, then we decided uh, counseling and psychotherapy was sort of my end of it and um I mean we shared most almost everything but that's that's where I had my practice so we just decided that I would take over uh, the name again and just continue on and and I left with uh, myself and three of our other psychotherapists and came to Perth. And so we announced it to the public in February. We, uh, when we talk about grieving, uh, Bobby and I and our team took uh, January and the beginning of February to grieve that ourselves before we let anybody else know. Um, We thought that was important. We created a really powerful community there and it is, uh, there's absolutely zero regrets. And there's zero regrets about our decision either. We both feel good about it. Now, I know it's still fairly recent, I mean, that you mm-hmm. guys have started reopening and transitioning, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what can clients now expect? Well, it's just a bit of a shift. Aruma doesn't have all of the services we once offered. Now it's um, definitely focused, um, referred to as a mental and emotional health collective. Um, so we're offering um, psychotherapy services, counseling services, and coaching services. Um, we've been doing in-person since the um, 
uh, COVID began, just because we've been able to, if as long as the practitioner is comfortable and the client's comfortable, um, we've been allowed to by our colleges to do that. So I'm I'm happy that most of us have done that. In the beginning, I would say it was definitely more um, online sessions, but uh, no, we've been working we've been working straight through um, as practitioners here, and actually. Fortunately or unfortunately, sometimes I don't know. I think fortunately, because I, th I don't think there has to be something bad always to ac access counseling, but we're really, really busy and serving a lot of people. And I'm, I guess I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. You're also a board member for Pivotal Help Community Association. That is a brand new non-for-profit organization that launched mm -hmm. in December 2021. Mm -hmm. um, I love this board because it's comprised of four women who all have the same vision to help connect create and change the lives of those in the community. So Haley, can you kind of explain what Pivotal Help is and how you and your fellow board members are providing counseling services for residents throughout Lanark County? Absolutely. So Pivotal Help was, um, I, I have to give the shout out to our executive director, Brianna Bedore. Uh, she's really the mastermind behind this organization. And I'm just very happy uh, to be included and sit on the board. Um, this organization um, is funding counseling for adults, children, youth um, who do not have access to funding or do not have access to benefits. There's always um, seems to be like a the people who fall through the cracks where they just something's not happening where they can receive funding and they're not in a position in their jobs where maybe they have a benefit package. Um, and the only those are the only requirements is that you're not getting funding from somewhere else and that uh, you don't have benefits. Uh, this, <laughs> the, the board is a real powerhouse and has blown me away because I've never seen a nonprofit and I've, I've sat on a couple other boards before work so quickly. We are already serving eight, eight, uh, people in our community, um, fully funded for counseling. So that's pretty cool. That's we incredible. have, uh, yeah, yeah, that is a big pat on the back. Yeah, it's a big deal. So, um, we've got some lofty goals, but I think we're going to hit them. It, that, so we do, I'll encourage you to go on and follow uh, Pivotal Help on Instagram and on Facebook. You can check out the website too. They We're doing weekly silent auctions to raise money. And we'll be doing a huge, huge event uh, in June, on June 5th at Ecote in, in just outside of Perth. And it's a family picnic and all funds. It's going to be our annual fundraising event. All funds will be going directly. Everything goes directly to providing funding and counseling for people in our community. It's okay. it's pretty cool. You have to make sure that you send that stuff to me because I will help I will. promote it on my platforms as well, Haley. I, oh, love, I that. Would love that. Yeah, I would love that. We really hope everyone, everyone participates. And if you're ever looking to something to donate and you're not sure where to go um, in, and you want it to stay within your community, then that's, I would highly suggest that. So Haley, you believe that having a counselor is just as important as having a doctor, dentist, naturopath, chiropractor, massage therapist, but how can everyone, even happy and content people, benefit from therapy? Um, just, just as I would consider myself a happy and an overall happy and content person, um, but I'm also a human being living a human experience. So to say that I'm happy and content all the time would be a lie. <laughs> And I don't know a human being um, who is happy and content all the time. I know lots of people who 
um, our happy content majority of the time, but not all the time. And I think it's really important to learn um, how to work through emotions and how to work through challenges in life struggle and sort of to have somebody along the way for the human experience that you can reach out to. I have clients who um, I'm just, uh, I'm simply counseling is simply part of their healthcare regime. So they come to me once a month. Um, I have clients that come for like short periods of time because maybe something's going on they need to work through and then I don't see them for a really long time. So your counseling journey is is very specific to everybody. You know, there's some people who go to the dentist every four months and some who go once a year. Like it, it's very different, right? And it's so interesting to me that interesting to me that we expect ourselves, we have an expectation of ourselves to work through anything emotional or mental on our own. But when it comes to, for example, let's say we have a broken arm, you don't typically don't stay at home and try and mend that on your own, right? We, we go to a doctor. So I just feel the same way. Yeah. I, love I have a counselor analogy. that I see. Yeah. We just don't. Yeah. We just don't. If we have a cavity filling, we don't try and fill it ourselves. That's right. right? Yeah. Sorry, Haley. You said that you also see a counselor too. I cut you off there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have a counselor. Yeah. I think that's important for people to know too, that counselors mm -hmm. also see other counselors. Yeah. I would highly suggest if your counselor's not seeing another counselor that they should, that you maybe get a new counselor. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to, I think everyone's human. Mm -hmm. Love mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. All right, Haley. Well, we're going to wrap this up, but before we do, what is one other local boss babe social worker that you would like to give a shout out to? Well, I'll have to, I'll have to give it out, obviously, to my team, the team of women that, uh, that work here, um, uh, Diane and Kelly and Veronica and Melissa and Bobby comes along with their coaching. Like, it's just Lauren. I mean, I, I, I'm really fortunate and, and a real shout out if I can, just to all women in business. I, when I, you know, was thinking about this podcast and doing it, I thought like, I really only, I know a lot, I'm very fortunate to a lot of women in business. And I just think we're, we're really killing it and crushing it. And I just wanted to let all, all the women out there know that uh, I see you and uh, I hear you. And I think what you're doing is amazing. I love it. Okay. I echo completely your words too, Haley. That is amazing. Yes. Power to all women who are killing it in their careers and the respective industries. You are doing a great job and to all social workers out there as well. Mm -hmm. Haley, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media, how they can book an appointment, your website. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. So you can uh, follow me, Haley Bowes on uh, Instagram. Aruma is also on Instagram. The handles Aruma Place. Um, you can also find us through our website at arumaaruma.ca. Fantastic. Well, yeah. Haley, it was so nice meeting you today. This was such a great interview, and I'm so glad that we were able to connect as well on a personal level, yes. too. Me, too. Me, too. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this week's episode. We will be back again next week with another social worker, Boss Babe. So be sure to follow along and stay tuned. <laughs>